Where we go one, we go all. Welcome to Election Profit Makers. The revolution starts now. I am Q Midas, the original wave rider. And I'm here on the line with my friend Long John Silver. Long John, can you hear me? Yes. And we have on the other line, cocaine correspondent, Representative Matt Gates of Florida. Matt, did you have some words you wanted to say? I get why it's hard to keep cocaine from coming into the country. People in the United States like using cocaine. They seek it out. Truer words were never spoken. And as I'm often fond of saying, where we go one, we go all. Hi, everybody. It's me. My name's not really Q Midas. It's just regular old kid Midas. And I'm here with John. John, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I just wanted to let everyone know, pursuant to last week's discussion of that famous phrase, where we go one, we go all. Remember when we were talking about that, John? It's like what QAnon people say. Yeah. And QAnon, of course, is in the news yet again because former President Trump is embracing them and their lifestyle more explicitly at his rallies recently. So anyway, we've all got Q on the brain once again. And I don't mean our IQ. IQ, of course, is a test of your brain to see if you're really smart. But Q on the brain just means that once again, isn't there a Q score as well? I think that's emotional, emotional intelligence. No, that's EQ. I think there's like a a Q score for people that like, they like you or something. It's like celebrities. He's got a high Q score. I think it's celebrities, and I think it's not even likability. I think it's just how many people have heard of you. Okay. Or maybe it's likability. I don't know. Like Tom Cruise, I think, has a high Q score. Tom right? And Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks, the two Toms. Yeah. Interesting and to Tom Holland. The... Tom Holland, I bet. I don't know who that is. He was Spider-Man. Oh, Famously right. did a lip sync battle where he did a Rihanna dance. Okay. I don't know what any of those words mean. Just okay. Kidding. I'm okay. familiar with all those words. Yeah. All right. Tom Holland is uh, dating Zendaya, right? From Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And she was actually hosting that lip sync battle. That's probably where she fell in love with him. Well, she probably has a high Q score too. I bet. Anyway, what I was trying Zendaya to say- Zendaya was Michi. What I was trying to say was um, was in a, a a movie. It was a famous viral thing. Zendaya's Michi. I think I was going to do like a LeBron funny riff James's Guarkle. QAnon or IQ. Oh, right. I remember my riff. Danny DeVito is. Gorkle. I'd love to know what QAnon's Q score is. I guess they'd break the chart because the very name Q. Is in the name of their organization. Common is Stonekeeper. Here's a little tip. If you want to take an IQ test and you're a member of Q, don't worry. You just failed your IQ test. Burn. This is what I wanted to say. Where we go one, we go all. The famous phrase from QAnon. And I thought they made it up. You remember, I was really dismissive of the whole organization because they thought they had made up that phrase and I didn't understand how it worked grammatically. I want to thank listener PFT who who sent me an article in the Los Angeles Times. It turns out that where we go one, we go all is not an original phrase. It's from a movie called White Squall, which came out some time ago, which is about like a boat that sinks. And this LA Times article was really interesting. It was about how QAnon, the famous conspiracy theory organization and lifestyle advocacy group, 
has borrowed very heavily in terms of not just the conspiracy theories, but also just like phrases and the vernacular, almost like the aesthetics. They've borrowed very heavily from Hollywood. So this LA Times article, all these screenwriters who wrote like, like the guy who wrote V, that TV series about aliens. Remember that when we were kids, there was a TV show about aliens coming and pretending they were humans. Like, yeah. So QAnon now basically believes that to be true. And they talked to the guy who wrote it. He was like, man, I don't blame me. I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't know people were going to believe my silly story. I really felt for him. Anyway, that's your QAnon update. Uh, Matt Gates, uh, do we still have you on the line? Is there anything else you'd like to say in the matter of snorting or sniffing cocaine? People in the United States like using cocaine. They seek it out. All right. John, let's start our show for real now. It's called Election Profit Makers, the famous podcast. All right. Um, listen, I had a really devastating realization over the course, over the weekend, which is that the, the, the midterms are like five weeks away. I haven't knocked on a single door yet or done a single phone call. Have you done anything yet? No. What the hell is wrong with this? There's a lot going on, you know? There's not shit going on. Name one thing that's going on. NASA crashed into a rock. Oh, yeah, that's uh, very much been on everyone's mind, and that definitely explains why no one is mobilizing to uh, Canvas in the midterms. Because they were like, uh, I would start doing that, but I know that in two months NASA's going to smash something into an asteroid. Come on, this is all, these are all excuses, John. These are all excuses. You're right. Anyway, I'm... I'm coming to North Carolina. I've already started registering to vote in North Carolina. I'm definitely be on the scene canvassing for Sherry Beasley, Democratic candidate for Senate. There's so many Beasley ads. Really? So many. On TV yeah. or on the radio? On TV. Yeah. I hooked up the antenna on the TV. I've been watching TV, you know, college football and stuff. And then I'm seeing all of the, the ads. Well, 538, speaking of Sherry Beasley, has Sherry Beasley has a better chance of winning that open Senate seat in North Carolina than our man, Tim Ryan, has of winning that open Senate seat in Ohio. Make it make sense. Well, I think, you know, the polling has not necessarily shown that Ryan is so far behind. But I think 538, you know, they they rely on the fundamentals and where things have been in the past. And I mean... I, I mean, it's probably not vibes. It's like data analytic vibes or something. So it's 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 kind of like how we feel about Florida every year. You know, I tend to get down into the data and like, you know, the data says this. And then uh, others are like, come on, man, Florida's it's not going to work out. And, and more often than not, they're right. The latest poll that's been incorporated into 538's poll of polls in Ohio is Siena College. They get an A rating. That's a pretty good rating for a pollster. Yeah. They have Ryan plus three. Yeah. I mean, it just remains to be seen uh, whether the polls are right or whether we, you know, see consistent tightening in the next five weeks, which generally we do. So speaking of tightening, it seems like that's happening in the Pennsylvania Senate race. Yeah. Although they have Fetterman with an 80% chance of winning. Oh my God, never mind. The new Marist College poll has Fetterman plus 10. Mm, really? Plus 10? That seems like that can't be possible. There's been a lot of talk, at least in prediction circles, that Fetterman doesn't have as good a chance as people are giving him. Um, I think a few weeks ago on 538, they had him at 82 out of 100 chance to win, and, and it's slipped some in the last week to 79, but not much. But 
the narrative is that he's really slipped and that uh, Oz is, is making some sort of a comeback here. I don't believe that's true. I'm going all in on Fetterman. All in on Fetterman this week. He's 67 cents on Predicted. So Predicted is even more pessimistic than 538. 538's got him at 80. Predicted's got him at 67. Yeah. In early, he was up in uh, the mid 70 cents in, uh, in early September. Mid August, he was at 75 cents. Okay. Now he's down all the way to 67. Yeah, I think I think it reflects the tightening of the race as you get closer. Uh, but I don't think that Oz is going to be able to come all the way back. If you just look at the data, I think some of it is these undecideds that are coming over to Oz finally, or Republicans coming home. But it's not like it. It's not like Fetterman has lost any support. He's right there on the threshold. I have uh, confidence that he's going to win. All right, John, shall we invest? Shall we put our money where our mouths are? Yeah. Betterman at 67 cents. We've each got $300 that we're ready to invest in the midterms. We're going to we're going to wipe out our predicted balance and invest everything between now and the midterms for one big final hurrah. Should we get in on Fetterman? Yeah. All right. I feel very good about Fetterman. All right. I'm going to buy 150 shares. Yes, at uh, at 67 cents. F it. Let's do it. Here we go. Submit offer. Offer received. You'll be notified when processing is complete. Then you have to sit around and wait for someone to take your offer. 29 shares matched. Hit refresh. How many shares have been matched of my 150? Oh, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I think uh, Shapiro, the governor's race is free money. Mastriano is not going to be the next governor of Pennsylvania. No. So that's still trade. You could max out on that at 73 cents. It's a really good return. Which party will win the Pennsylvania governor's race? Democrat, 77. Republican, 23. Yeah, you could buy yes and Democrat and no and Republican if you really want to max out. I'll get into that at 77 cents or 78 cents. I'll get 100 shares of that. Boy, we're really doing a lot of Pennsylvania stuff right now. This is fun. Pennsylvania known is known, of course, as the Keystone State. Um, it's uh, the home of many Keystones. It's home of the Pitt. Panthers. The what? The Pitt Panthers. They're an ACC team. They play football. And and it's also home to, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in here, but I've been doing some research on on team names and alliteration. No, that's fine. I've been told by authority figures to uh, encourage you to follow your passions. So go on. What is this about these Pitt Panthers and football games? Somebody had had written in and suggested that maybe we do a segment or something on team names or something like that. So I went down a deep rabbit hole and we've got an upcoming Patreon episode on, on these names. But I started. No, John. Looking it's supposed at, to be on minor league ballparks. The names was just something that you came up with. No, no. He mentioned names too. He mentioned oh, he names. did. He, he wants it to be minor league ballparks and the names. Um, oh my and god! He, he, and this particular guy was talking about the Birmingham Barons. So I decided I wanted to look up and see how many uh, professional teams used alliteration in their names. It was surprising. It was surprising. I'm not going to tell you what it is. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about it on the Patreon, but it's very surprising. But I will tell you that because we are talking about Pennsylvania right now, mm-hmm. you have the Philadelphia Flyers, mm-hmm. and you have the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
mm-hmm. and you have the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wait a minute, go on. And the Philadelphia Phillies. Hmm. And I just mentioned a college football team, the Pitt Panthers. So they're really into alliteration. It might be why they're called the Keystone State, because alliteration is the keystone for the art of modern poetry. Interesting. I think it's more geography, the reason why they're called the Keystone State. They sort of hold the uh, Northeast to the South to the Midwest. Really? That's what it's about? Yeah. That's why they're the Keystone State. They hold it. They, they're, they're, they're the... They hold it all together. They're a geographic keystone. They are. So they're one of the only states whose nickname actually refers to sort of the position of the state within the U.S. as opposed to some quality that's inherent to the state abstracted from its geographical location. Is that not true? I don't know if that's true, but... Care to consult your attorney, Mr. Kimball, while you answer that question? Yeah, I don't know what all the other states are. Well, let's start with every state nickname. Okay. Georgia's the peach state. That has nothing to do with geography. Next. What's South Carolina? The the Palmetto State. Palmetto State. That has nothing to do with geography. I mean, it's 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 a feature of where it is geographically that it has palmettos, but it doesn't refer to the state's position within right. the country. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Virginia is the uh, old dominion. That they ain't got shit to do with geography. Next. Minnesota, land of a thousand lakes. Now that has to do with its geography in terms of a geographical feature, but I would say it doesn't have to do with where it sits relative to the rest of the country. You guys understand what I'm saying, right? Everybody understands, right? Okay, let's move on. So I'm. did you invest your money? I'm in. I'm in the Pennsylvania governor's race and the Pennsylvania Senate race. No, I am not not as fast as you are, but I'll, I would go put in for a hundred shares at. I'm gonna put it in at sixty six cents. You bought it sixty seven. Yeah. All right. No, I'm gonna buy more than that. And I buy two hundred. Okay, done. Here's another market about the midterms. What will be the balance of power in Congress after the 2022 election? You can buy Republican House and Senate, no, at 58 cents. Now, there has been a lot of tightening, and the optimism that we were feeling a couple weeks ago has dimmed, of course, because Republicans are looking a little better than they were a couple weeks ago, as everyone turns their attention to inflation and immigration and defund the police and all the other stuff that Republicans are going to use to turn out their base. But I still think... I just don't see the Republicans getting the House and the Senate. I kind of think 58 cents no is a good bargain. So I'm also going to buy into that. Okay. 100 shares. There we go. Now I'm in that market. I still have $66 left. Let's see what else is on the leaderboard here on predicted.org. You bought no at what? Holy shit. Did you know GOP 2024 Republican presidential nominee has flipped? Ron DeSantis is now in the lead with at 34 and Trump's down to 29. So <clears throat> I wanted to talk about that. Where, when did that move occur? I'm, I'm looking at the 90-day line. Started ni- August 19th. Was that before or after DeSantis tricked all those asylum seekers to go to Martha's Vineyard? That was before. Yeah, that was before. So, I mean, you know, that would be, again, predicted 
the bread and butter of the traders. People are are very plugged into the news cycle and uh, they're younger and they're men and they're into trolling and things of that nature. So DeSantis's little stunt would have played really well with uh, those type of traders and, and probably played really well with the Republican base. So I don't necessarily disagree with that. Another reason, another thing that I wanted to mention, because so I could steer this back to hurricanes, okay. is that uh, politics and hurricanes are a thing. You know, you've heard about, you know, you always hear the, this is going to be Biden's Katrina or whatever. But the hurricanes can work the other direction too. Are you talking about literal hurricanes, like the weather phenomena hurricanes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have a huge hurricane that is coming ashore and looking like it may make landfall in the Tampa, St. Pete area. Uh, Maybe the first major hurricane to hit there since 1950. Going to be a big deal. And that is a great opportunity for DeSantis to show his leadership and maybe actually be seen hand in hand with working with Biden. So I think it's just something that crossed my mind is this hurricane. I hate to say that, but it is something that crossed my mind as I see this hurricane coming. This could be a good opportunity for DeSantis to show off his, his ineffable leadership qualities. Yeah. I mean, he could he could also screw it up. But there was an article in the New York Times about DeSantis's stunt with those asylum seekers and how he went down to Texas, right, and grabbed some of their um, immigrants and flew them to Martha's Vineyard and kind of like left Governor Greg Abbott of Texas a little bit blindsided and that privately they're fuming at each other. Apparently at a meeting with donors last year, DeSantis was complaining that Greg Abbott is lucky enough to have thousands of miles of border shared with Mexico so that he can grandstand about immigrants. DeSantis was was lamenting the fact that he didn't have such a backdrop, which is probably why he was just like, well, fuck it. Let's just kidnap them from Texas then. Oh my God. So maybe- Yeah. He he was jealous and he literally yeah. went over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, he's a sociopath. There's no doubt. He's a sociopath. In fact, you know what? I think the GOP is just a party of sociopaths. Yeah? Yeah, I really do. And it really makes me mad sometimes and frustrated when I read these goddamn newspaper articles where it's like, DeSantis wades into the immigration debate. or You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, everybody knows what I'm talking about. When the, when I know, the, but they can't say that. Why not? Just say it. Just have fun. Just be like... What if the New York Times just published a huge banner headline one day that just said, fuck you, in all caps with three exclamation points? Yeah. How refreshing would that be? It would be refreshing. And then you'd have all these people on the Upper West Side. Well, I I canceled my subscription. This language has no place in a family newspaper. But if I was running the New York Times, I really would do something like that just to get people talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. People would think it was like a fake edition of the New York Times. Remember when those people put out that fake edition of the New York Times years ago? Yeah. Oh my God. Spirit of Adbusters is alive and well. We must keep the spirit of Adbusters in our heart at, throughout the throughout the year, just like the spirit of Christmas. Oh, Adbusters. Adbusters. Remember going to Whole Foods and then waiting in the checkout line and picking up a copy of maybe maybe not Whole Foods. Maybe I'm misremembering that memory. No, I don't think Whole Foods. Going to the organic grocery store and waiting in line and then picking up the latest copy of Adbusters and flipping through it and being like, oh my God, at first I thought this was a Nike ad. But it's really about how they use sweatshops. You've been ad busted. I can't really hate on ad busters. I liked it, I guess. It was too expensive to buy. That's what's ironic about it, though. You know, it was like. Does it, it a, still exist, though, online? I don't know. 
I kind of think it does. John, I don't know. Eh. Anyway, so you were talking about these damn hurricanes, and I was saying that Ron DeSantis is unlucky because he doesn't share a border with with Mexico, which is where all the Venezuelan asylum seekers come from. But he is lucky because he gets a hurricane. So God closes a door and he opens a window, right? I mean, Texas gets hurricanes too. Oh, they do? Yeah. God, Abbott's got the best of both worlds then. He's got to be driving Ron DeSantis half crazy if he's get hurricanes and an unsecured border. Yeah, that's true. Let's take a look. Speaking of Texas, I think a couple months ago, I got involved in that gubernatorial race. Sure enough, who wins Texas governor? I bought 100 shares of Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. Why is his name so hard to say? Beto O'Rourke. Is that it? I bought 100 yeah, shares of Beto. Beto. I bought 100 shares of Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, that's, Be- it sounds yeah. like a Star Wars character. Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Yeah. That's killing what me. What was he trading? Oh my god, that's at? killing what me. What was he trading at? When I bought twelve, yeah. I bought a hundred shares. Now he's at eleven. Abbott's <laughs> really going to win that race. I'm really. What are you laughing yeah. about? No, I'm not. I'm coughing. Oh, all right. Let's take a look at five thirty-eight, which for some reason I have returned to after low these many years. I guess it's just the easiest way to look at stuff. Yeah, they say Abbott has a 95% chance of winning. Hmm. Hmm. Sure enough, when we look at all the polls, Abbott is up at least five in just about every single poll they're citing. So I guess I should steal myself and prepare to lose that money I invested in Beto Beto O'Rock. Yeah, well, you don't have many shares, right? No, it looks like I have about $12 worth of shares. But I mean... I'm not made out of money. I would rather have $12 in my hand than about to slip away in the currents of predicted losses. You know what I mean? Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about what's going on with DeSantis in this criminal investigation? Are you following that? I'm blocked by Josh Marshall, so I don't always get to see that TPM stuff. But is that happening? Well, you should know that there's ways to look at the news that aren't Twitter. I know. I know. I've read stuff in the – I read stuff from Philip Bump in the Washington Post. He's my go-to guy. And the – yeah, the people in San Antonio are looking into it. I think the sheriff of San Antonio is looking into it, right. But also the – the migrants are also, I think, filing a class action suit against DeSantis. Yeah, yeah. He has legal exposure on two different fronts. I'm sure that's all part of his master trolling plan. I like the criminal front more. You're always more into the criminal front than the civil front, whereas I'm more yeah. like a civil front guy. You know, yeah. like Tish James filing all this stuff about the Trump organization. Now that's a civil case, which means they won't be led away in handcuffs. But, but you, you know what? You take the criminal. You take the criminal front, and I'll take the civil front. And that's a good. Yeah, I like because right? criminal. You go to trial. You don't go to trial in a civil case. You, you can just, go to trial in a civil case. You, no, civil you don't. Courts. No, it's not. No, it's not a trial. It's a. It's it's um. It's just a court case. It's just a lawsuit. Yeah, but lawsuits can be settled with a jury. Are you talking about a jury trial? I think we should get. I think we should get a lawyer on to talk about this. We don't need to. We have the internet. So wait a minute. So you've been following Philip Bump talking about this DeSantis investigation in San Antonio and not as much as I've been following the hurricane. Oh so I was Whenever, gonna, uh, This is when you this is when you become so useless as a friend and collaborator. It's when hurricane season starts, you're gone. You're just like nothing but hurricanes 24 hours a day. There have been no hurricanes this year luckily. So I've been I've been I've been keyed in. I, but yeah, this this past week, it's you know, 
Might and what have here. you learned about the hurricane? We might as well just get it over with. Well, we're looking at potentially a Category 4-plus hurricane coming ashore in Tampa Bay, which is famously a very shallow bay and looking at a 10-foot storm surge. But the biggest thing is it's an area that has not been hit by a major hurricane in many, many years. Since 1950, Hurricane Easy was the last one that came through. It really hasn't hit by a major hurricane hurricane in what? years. Hurricane Easy, you know, back when they named them after, you know, like Charlie and Easy and got it, you know. Um, so it's uh, it's potentially a big deal, and it could come up the coast, it could cross over Florida and go back out to sea, and then come up into the Carolinas or Georgia. It could affect ACC football this weekend. That could be a big deal. You've got college game day uh, is in Clemson, where uh, number five Clemson is taking on number five NC State. It is the only the 20th time that two top 10 ACC teams have met each other. And that game could end up being canceled because of the hurricane. And Carolina is playing Virginia Tech in Chapel Hill. Last time Carolina played Virginia Tech in Chapel Hill in a hurricane actually wasn't very long ago. And it was a disaster for Carolina. So I would imagine it probably will be another disaster. I don't know if Virginians are good in hurricanes and North Carolinians aren't, apparently. Thank you. <laughs> what is the name of this hurricane? Hurricane Ian. I'm not a fan of the name. That's a horrible name for a hurricane. It's just too short. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've got a short name, J-O-N. You know. Hurricane John. Yeah, it just doesn't right. look that tough. You it should need, be Hurricane you need- Johnny. Yeah. That's a good name for Or Hurricane J-O-H-N would be tougher than Hurricane J-O-N, in my opinion. But Ian is terrible. I don't know why. I don't. I think Ian is a fine name. I just don't think it's a good name for a hurricane. Just like I think John is a fine name. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with the hurricane stuff. I don't... Uh, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about the aftermath. <laughs> I did not like the look in your eyes when you said the word aftermath. Let's all invest the rest of our money in predicted and and anticipation of the midterms. I want to hear from listeners, either on the Discord, if you're a member of the Patreon, you can tell us on the Discord, or if you're not a member of the Patreon, you can email us, contact at electionprofitmakers.com. As we head into the final weeks of this midterm election cycle, where is your predicted money? This is the last blast for predicted. This might be- Yeah, let's get serious here. It might be all over after this election, so- let us know where you're at. I've got a portfolio now valued at eight hundred and twenty dollars. Wow, I'm up seventeen dollars overall. So I'm still taking some heavy losses on the presidential markets, of course. But my little Senate races—they're all looking pretty good. I wish I could say the same about the Texas governorship. Um, I got sixty-six dollars left to invest. I'll invest that between now and next week's episode. But yeah, John, you should dump all your money into. Let's let's go out strong. All right, it's the end of an era. Well, John, last week we were anticipating the fact that former President Donald Trump was coming to Wilmington, North Carolina to spend some quality time with his daughter-in-law, Laura, who's lucky enough to be married to his son, Eric, who I find extremely unsexually attractive. Sure enough, Trump did come to the rally in Wilmington, and as we mentioned earlier, he flirted with QAnon vibes, music, finger gestures, etc., etc. We were also wondering 
if Ted Budd, who's running against the aforementioned Sherry Beasley, would make an appearance because you said Ted Budd was not styling himself as a hardcore MAGA dude, even though he does own a gun store and will protect our Second Amendment rights. Right. So it turns out Ted Budd was there, along with U.S. House candidate Bo Hines and our North Carolina's insane Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. I, but I didn't say Ted Budd wasn't going to be there. I said he'd be there. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, you were right. Uh, Hurricane Trump made landfall in Wilmington last yeah. week. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, How about yeah. that? <laughs> A huge Alley. orange hurricane made landfall last week, smelling of cheap cologne and shady real estate deals. Bystanders said the storm, quote, blew hot air like nothing they'd ever seen. Hello. That's the kind of stuff Andy Borowitz does. That guy's hilarious, apparently. <laughs> a new hurricane made landfall. Residents complained of a roaring sound, the signifying nothing, and, quote, the worst stench of rotten eggs they had ever smelled. What exactly was the nature of this hurricane? We contacted a meteorologist who said, actually, that's former President Donald J. Trump. Andy Borowitz signing off for the NewYorker.com. Most clicked, most clicked article on the New Yorker website, five hundred weeks in a row. Anyway, right. and forwarded to me by my parents. Yeah, <laughs> John, did you see this article? Don't worry, yeah. it's not, it's not a real article. It's satire. Huge hurricane makes landfall in North Carolina this week. Residents complained of quote orange diarrhea smelling mist and quote. <laughs> Class five. Class like five liar. Class five. <laughs> ass five hurricane. One meteorologist said that ass is so, that's such a big dump truck. It's actually as big as five asses. So it's a class five, ass five hurricane, or should we say a hurra liar? <laughs> five Pinocchios. <laughs> Oh, it took uh, some time, but we're in the pocket now. Whew, sometimes uh, it just takes right. a minute to get in the pocket, but when you're in the yeah. pocket, you know hurricane makes landfall in Wilmington, North Carolina. We've never seen anything like it, said the head of the hurricane center. Most hurricanes blow air around and around in a circle, but this one blew hot air in the shape of a giant Q. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, that one's actually pretty good. That's horrible. In, ter in terms of a visual. You just love it because it's hurricane comedy. Who is? You're so happy is, that um, someone's doing hurricane comedy. Who is the comedy. horrible? Who is the guy on the right who does the terrible political comics that never make any sense? Ben Garrison, the political cartoonist. Ben Garrison. Has like a yes. thousand elements and each one is labeled in like full color. Yes. And it's like, what am I you looking You could be at? the left wing Ben Garrison and make a hurricane shaped like a Q. Right. And then right. have some dump trucks coming in. And those are labeled Trump's lies. Right. And, and then no, there's no one a, would be able to understand it. I right. would be able to understand it. Right. Yeah. Probably our listeners would. Right. But yeah. All right. Let's move on. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Did you watch Trump's rally in Wilmington? We never even talked about what happened. I just saw clips of it. Yeah. How was it? Was it good? Did he do a good job? <laughs> Let me guess. Let me guess. Did he happen to be complaining about anything? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he was very on point and concise with his points. Uh-huh. Uh, and not complaining and not just rambling about Kernovich. He was rambling about a football game at one point. It, oh, yeah. I bet you like that. Yeah, no, it reminded me of giving my ACC football updates to you. The crowd behind him was just sitting there staring into space as he was talking about some two-point conversion in the New York Jets game. Oh my God, now you're going to would... vote for Trump. I can't believe you're going to vote for this fucker. Yeah. Next on the docket, a Hollywood update from your Hollywood insider, Kid Midas, the original showbiz master. All right. John, in the last week, I saw two of the number one movies. I guess they can't both be number one, can they? Two of the top movies. I saw two of the top movies in the United States. One was a horror movie called Barbarian, and the other was a movie we discussed on last week's episode, a little ditty called Don't Worry, Darling. So you told, I, I've heard of Don't Worry, Darling, you know, because we, we talked about it last week, but I, I never heard of this barbarian. Is this really a top movie or is this a top movie in certain circles? What was that face? Oh, you mean like movie nerds? Yeah, I don't know. You know, just literary geeks. And yes, it, Barbarian is actually just found footage of authors reading their manuscripts. Yeah. Well, is that the is kind of movie about? you imagine I like? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard of it, so I figured it's probably something that's being talked about in some circles that I'm not. It's a reimagining of T.S. Eliot's Wasteland poem, <laughs> but it's done in kind of an amusing way because okay. it's uh, actually read as if it was a sonnet from China. Is that like the fanciest thing you can imagine? Yeah, it is. That sounds so cultured. So is this real? Is Barbarian a top? It's a horror movie. Okay. It's a horror movie. All right. And here's something very interesting, John, and you'll appreciate this because this kind of speaks to some of your interests in terms of wordplay and stuff and secret messages and stuff. Right. John, Barbarian, the movie, takes place in an Airbnb. John, what is Barbarian an anagram of? Oh, it's an anagram of Airbnb. Pretty cool, right? That is. I would say that movie was pretty good, but I would say that um, it has some. there's an element of that movie that is so aggressively unpleasant, uh, it kind of ruined the movie for me. But the first half of that movie, Mamma Mia, what a good job they did with that first half of that movie. I thought you liked that aggressive type unpleasantness. I do, but I saw this movie a few years ago called Don't Breathe, which is also a horror movie. And there's an element in Don't Breathe that is very unpleasant, such that I don't think I would ever watch that movie again. If you're wondering whether to see Barbarian, go read the Wikipedia summary of Don't Breathe. And whatever the least pleasant thing about that summary is, you're going to see some of that basically in Barbarian. Some of those same themes. It's just the... You know, like, it's fun to go to a horror movie like a zombie movie where it's all just fun and games. But then there's some stuff that just gets, like, so grim and dark, it kind of just, like, sucks the fun out of it. Uh, like Midsommar? No, Midsommar was a fun one, because that's like... No. Mm. You don't think? No. I think Midsommar, if you take it, if you watch that movie as a really dark comedy about boys and girls and how one is from Mars and the other is from Venus, it's it's a good movie. That's a hot take. I think we've, I think we've talked about that before. All right. Uh, so you, you liked Barbarian, but you're giving a content warning. I liked it less as it went along. Yeah. What did you think of Don't Worry, Darling? The most talked about movie in America. Here's what I would say about it. It's totally fine. If you want to go to a movie and then go out to dinner with your friends and talk about the movie, this is one of the greatest movies ever for that. This is one of the great all-time great conversation starter movies. I'm not saying it's good. 
and that your conversation won't have some complaints in it. But if all you want to do is quote unquote, join the conversation, which is all any of us want, that's what this movie is. It's a conversation starter. Okay. I would say that if everyone in America was saying it was the greatest movie they had ever seen, I'd be like, what are you guys talking about? That movie made no sense. But because everyone in America is saying this movie is horrible, I'm like, come on, guys, it wasn't that bad. It's right down the middle. Okay. It falls apart as soon as you start to think about it. But that's a movie that I thought actually got better the longer it went along. It's kind of moving in the opposite direction as Bar- of Barbarian. Okay. I think if you took the first half of Barbarian and the second half of Don't Worry, Darling and stitched them together into a single movie... I'm not saying audiences wouldn't be confused, but me personally would be very satisfied. Yeah. So don't worry, darling. I would give a six out of 10 and Barbarian, I would give a seven out of 10 because the first half is just so audacious. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Those are my ratings. This hurricane that's coming, one out of 10. QAnon, zero out of 10. Former President Trump, negative 500 out of 10. What do you think about that? What do you give uh, Newt Gingrich? Newt Gingrich, negative infinity out of 10. He's the one who started okay. all this stuff. Newt Gingrich tweeting the other night about like, what's going on? Is anyone going to ask John Fetterman what his, what about the tattoo? Mm-hmm. That says, I will hurt you. No. Take it again, John. It doesn't say I will hurt you? No. It says, I, I, I will make you hurt. I will make you. Yes. Yes. He said, <laughs> it's very interesting, this tattoo that John Fetterman has that says, I will make you hurt. What do you think it means? Do you think it's related to the Nine Inch Nails song about heroin? Or do you think it's related to the the gangs, the the Crips? Just asking, just putting it out there to start a conversation. It's just just like – uh, you know, I saw two scary movies this past weekend, Barbarian and uh, Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one was nearly as scary as Newt Gingrich. New horror movie makes landfall in America. Audiences are sent screaming from the sight of a man with, quote, no principles and an evil sneer. The horror movie's title, Newt Gingrich, the actual person. AndyBorowitz.com. That was good. Thanks. Want to give an update on our billboards in case anyone wants to visit them? Yeah, we haven't had any billboard selfies in the past week. I hope they're still up. No, it's kind of slowed down. Go to what3words.com, enter these coordinates that will tell you where the billboards are. We need to get at least one more billboard selfie from a listener before the end of this election cycle. Hello, everyone. Here are the locations of the election profit makers billboards about J.D. Vance, according to what3words.com. Number one, blackmail. Communicate. Navigation. Number two, nervy. Touchy. Spectators. Number three, volume. Gladiators. Views. Number four, circus. Scorch. Researches. Number five, metro. Unable. Engineering. Number six, recognition. Twisting. Issue. Number seven, disturbance. Deodorant. Hamper. J.D. Vance, you have no chance. You. Know. Why. You want to do your ACC football update? Okay, I'll do it real quick. Uh, it was a bad week for ACC football. 
uh, UNC, which is 3-0 and and had a chance to go to 4-0 and for the first time since 1997, had a struggling Notre Dame come to town. UNC immediately went up a touchdown, and then Notre Dame pretty much took control of the game after that because UNC's defense isn't great. Drake May, our quarterback, was Rookie of the Week. He had 17 of 32 passes for 301 yards and five touchdowns. And across four games, May has 16 passing touchdowns, which is tied for first in the nation with Mississippi State's Will Rogers and Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. But we don't have a very good defense, so that's off not. Uh, Duke went out to Kansas, got their butt kicked. Uh, Miami played a Middle Tennessee State University in Miami and was destroyed. And uh, Wake and Clemson played, and uh, Clemson won. So that was bad for North. Everyone in North Carolina lost. Appalachian lost to a, a new team in their conference, James Madison, you know, the hot Appalachian that went and beat Texas Tech. Duke lost. Carolina lost. Wake lost. And NC State won. Rough stuff for ACC football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so are you done with football? You're not going to watch it anymore? You're going to stop supporting these no, teams? No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm going to keep watching. Where we go one, we go all? Because next week, all the games are going to be in a hurricane. So right. like I can watch it combine my two loves. This is Satch here with your Gator football update. Oh, David. I ate too much. Hey, tell me if this works. This is something I've just been thinking about as you've been talking about football. Tell me if this works as a motto. Where we go foot bun, we go football. Foot bun? Where we go foot bun, we go football. You add footba to the final syllable of each of those phrases so that you wind up with football, which is the goal. But in order for it to make sense, you have to be consistent and apply it to one so you get foot. I guess it should be foot one. Where we go foot one, we go football. QAnon. I'm going to cut that. That didn't work. Where we go foot fun, we go foot. No. No. It would be where we go foot fun, we go footfall. I guess you could do that for hiking because, you know, when you're hiking, you're making footfall. Where we go foot fun. No, who cares? You know what? If Trump gets reelected, they're going to rebrand all. You know what's going to be horrible is by the time he's fully embraced QAnon, Right. And then Steve Bannon gets his plan to decimate the administrative state and replace everybody in the deep state with Trump loyalists. Yeah. And then they're going to name like Yellow. They're going to rename Yellowstone National Park like Quellowstone National Park. Like they're going to put a Q on top of everything like yeah. because it's going to yeah. become like the official United States lingua franca. You know, it's like everything will be Q now. Yeah. The IRS. Don't forget to file your taxes with the QRS. What a nightmare. It's going to be like when they have to take the queen's face off all the money and replace it with the king's face, right? That's right. happening in, in the United Kingdom. They'll do the same thing here where it's like they'll put cues on everything because Trump yeah. will be like, I'm all in on QAnon. These are the only people who still like me. And then we'll all have to suffer. It'll be like, do you want to drop that in the mailbox or should I say the quail box? Because a cue? Yeah, you put a cue in front of it. I'd just like to thank everybody who wrote in about team names and dragons. Apparently, you know, when I said that there were no dragon names out there, I was talking about like the major, you know, five professional sports leagues in the U.S. And there are no dragons in in those leagues. But there are apparently like 1,500 dragons all over the place. Community baseball teams and minor league teams, the Dayton Dragons. And uh, speaking of alliteration, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. Thank you for your feedback, listeners. As always, we invite corrections, clarifications to any issue that we've discussed on our microphones. Mm-hmm. And those can all be sent to the same email address, contact at electionprofitmakers.com. We do enjoy hearing from you, even if we don't reply personally. Rest assured, all correspondence is read by one or both of us. Yes. Thanks again for quieting. Quieting. That doesn't really work. I was going to do Q right. Thank you. Thanks, as always. Who cares? Oh, my God. I'm getting depressed thinking about QAnon. That's the kind of thing that would be so funny if it wasn't actually something you had to worry about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what's always such a bummer. It's so fun to goof on stuff until it becomes actually like, wait a minute, or is this actually happening? And then it's like not fun. And I hate that because I'm Gen X, man. And that means I, that means I'm fluent in two languages, sarcasm and irony. Imagine if you had to cover that seriously, though, like Ben Collins, NBC covers the disinformation, QAnon, awful zone. It's fascinating, but it, I think it would take a toll after a while. And what, what's going to be amazing is that if Trump is the nominee, and then there'll be all this huffing and puffing from, quote unquote, responsible conservatives about how we can't afford to all go down the QAnon rabbit hole together. And then all these corporations will resign from the White House Business Council like they did the last time. And then they'll secretly <laughs> right, rejoin right. it. And then yeah. Chase will Chase fucking Chase Bank and Wells Fargo will start having like special Q themed mortgages and stuff or like Q themed finance. Like they'll all just get on board. It always happens. It's so maddening. Hewlett Packard, Hewlett Packard printers will have like a special little Q button. Press here for a special ink toner. Bank of America will change will change their name to Bank with a Q. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut will be called Pizza Q Hut or something. Everyone will be like, we love like (laughs) when they have pride. You know, like fuck. Morgan Stanley has like, yeah, happy Pride Month or whatever. Right. Are you going to buy this fucking stock or not or whatever they do at Morgan Stanley? I have no yeah. idea. You know, like or like <laughs> stocks. Budweiser. Yeah. Uh, happy Trans Pride. Just drink this fucking beer, will you? Anyway, they'll do the same thing. We're like, happy Q, happy Q month. We're always willing to celebrate the diversity of our customers. All these Q people come on in, buy these um, frozen fish sticks from Gortons or who makes the fish sticks? Gortons? Yeah. Gorton. They'll probably change their name to Quartons. Gortons fish sticks. Horton hears a who? Horton hears a Q. Dr. Seuss, the Dr. Seuss estate. We'll try to get back on everyone's good side after they self-cancel those problematic books he made back in the day and Republicans got mad at the Dr. Seuss estate. They'll change Horton hears a who to Horton hears a Q. How do you like that, John? Prairie Home Companion will be called Prairie Home Cupanion. Did you say Gortons would be Cortons? Cortons, yeah. Like Gortons, yeah, but yeah. with a Q. It's in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Yeah, that's right. Alliteration again. Oh, Gortons of Gloucester? Yeah. Qdoba won't have to change anything, though, because Qdoba, which is like, um, what is Qdoba? Is it kind of like a Taco Bell? I don't think it's in this part yeah, of the country. Yeah. They're set. Qdoba is set. Yeah. Qualcomm. Oh, my God. Qualcomm's been waiting for this day for decades. The, uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. You got it. The, uh, the Koala, the Koala boundary, that will be, um... What's that? 
nothing. I won't get into it. It's the territory that's like held in trust by the United States for the Eastern band of Cherokee. Got it. That one. Yep. Yeah. They're going to be happy too. <laughs> wow. Sorry. That, that, okay. Sorry. That was just a little geography joke for me, myself. <laughs> John, I am coming down to North Carolina on Sunday. Am I picking you up at the airport? I haven't asked you yet. You know there may be a hurricane coming through. I didn't want to alienate you right before we started recording the podcast, so I'll ask you as soon as we're done recording this podcast. Okay. How's that? Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Election Profit Makers is an independent production, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Please send your election prediction questions or any other questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Thank you for all your rates and reviews at all of the various places like Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify and all that. That makes a big deal. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>